Mr. Cleavon. What's up, big guy? We are on location this time. Oh, big Cam, so good to see you, man. It's good to be on site. Hey, cheers to cheers to you, man. Cheers, man. To, week, cheers to week 36, Voice of the Fans show. Cleavon, when you think of 36, man, what's the first... Who wore it better? What's the first number or name that comes to your mind when you think of 36? You know, 36 is a fairly uncommon number, um, you know, through the annals of time as far as sports concerned, Big Cam, but to be quite honest with you, it's got to be the bus. It's got to be the big, bus. it's got to be big drone Bettis. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Yeah. And in, in, in addition to that, I actually had a chance to meet him in Vegas one time. Oh, wow. One of the coolest dudes I ever met. Okay. So okay, that kind of, you know, adds a little bit of a caveat to why I gravitate towards uh, that particular person wearing that number. But I would have to say Jerome Bettis. Okay, Jerome Bettis. That was, a, that was actually the first guy to come to my mind. I had to dig deep, though. I do remember Gaylord Perry, though. Do you remember Gaylord Perry? Oh, man. I remember. I don't know how far you go back, but I remember... True story. F. Lee Bailey had a show called Lie Detector. And there had been so much speculation about whether Gaylord Perry was dogging up the ball that F. Lee Bailey put Gaylord Perry under a lie detector and he passed it. <laughs> that does go back pretty far. I'm not sure, quite sure I remember that one, but that does go back pretty far. F. B. Ba F. Lee Bailey, that's... Johnny Cochran's buddy. Uh, yeah, that's uh, the Supreme team that uh, O.J. Simpson put together. Mr. Cochran, okay. uh, Mr. F. Lee Bailey, Mr. Shapiro, and Mr. So, Kardashian. So, so they would call it Gaylord Perry who had to prove himself, right? He wanted to get set the record straight. Look, it, I'm not a cheater. That's what it was. But, you know, we all know what was going on back in the day, right? Absolutely. Um, what about number nine? Today's May 9th. Thursday, May 9th. Who, who wore number nine better? Uh, we got some Hall of Famers on, on this list I'm looking at. Who, who wore number nine better in your, your opinion? You know, in my humble opinion, I have to think that uh, Drew Brees has rocked it and represented the number nine as well as anybody. Um, you know, there's a little bit of Gordie Howe out there perhaps, but I, I really honestly think um, just the longevity and the body of work, it should be Drew Brees. Drew Reeves. For sure. You don't watch the Olympics basketball? Oh, I do. That's once every four years, right? Okay. But, I mean, we, we know the penetration that Olympics hoops has, right? And then one, one player in particular, one team in particular. You think Drew Brees wore better than number nine, Michael Jordan, of the 92? U.S. Olympic team? Oh, I absolutely do. And the oh, reason that I say that is because he oh, wore it for exactly... Excuse me. Uh, uh, excuse what? me, Big Cam. What? <laughs> I, I know that in some people's estimation, he's the greatest basketball player that ever lived. I don't share that opinion, but that's for another time. But he only wore it for three weeks. Drew Brees has worn it for 20 years and rocked it to the fullest of its ability. How many, I, world, how many world championships did Michael Jordan win in his three weeks versus the championships Drew Brees won in the 20 years? Michael Jordan has six NBA championships no, and two gold winners. medals. I'm just talking about one in the, the one in wearing number nine. I'm just talking about the one wearing number nine. So wearing number nine, they both have a championship apiece, and Jordan done it in 
far less time in 19 and a half less years than it took Drew Brees to do it, right? Well, let's not let's not kid ourselves. They did bring the dream team over there in 92, so it's not like it was a, a level playing oh, field by any stretch of the imagination. I, fans, I'm fans, Would I'm you? Sorry. Fans, fans, fans <laughs> would you by any stretch of the imagination think that sending the dream team over there was a level playing field for the rest of the world? Or Drew Brees winning a Super Bowl over the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning? You know, if it wasn't so ridiculous, I'd actually put that as a poll question out on my Twitter page. If that wasn't such you a go right ahead. You go right ahead and do stop. that, Playboy. I got no problem with you pulling that question up. <laughs> Who rocked the nine better? Just to, just to say, just to save you some, spare you some embarrassment. We're gonna move on from this topic, sir. We're gonna move on from this, this topic. Let's talk about some more hoopers. There's some special hoopers, in fact. The Buc- the Milwaukee Bucks. Can they actually win the championship this season? As Charles Barkley spoke about the other night. You know, I am extremely impressed with what Giannis Antetokounmpo has been able to do. Um, he's definitely elevated his game to the next level, which is what he needed to do. However, their chances of winning an NBA championship, I think, are limited. Um, I think that whoever comes out of the Toronto-Philadelphia series will give them a very tough matchup. They may be able to endure either one of those two teams. I think they have a better chance against Toronto than Philadelphia. However, I think that once all that Eastern Conference stuff is said and done and settled, they would have to face either the Golden State Warriors or the Houston Rockets, and I don't think they have enough to beat either one of them. So you just overlooked the Denver Nuggets? Yes, I did overlook the Denver Nuggets, which haven't beaten the Portland Trailblazers just yet. So yeah, I don't think the winner of that series has a chance of going to the NBA Finals. Have you seen Giannis Antetokounmpo? Have you seen this kid out of uh, Greece play basketball? I absolutely have. And his ability, again, to elevate the level of his game at playoff time with a lot of other marquee names has been extraordinary. He's been able to do it, and I am extremely impressed. However, when you're talking about winning an NBA Finals, I think there'll be like a deer in the headlights. Uh, you know, no, no offense to the fear, the dear mantra that those guys go with, but I don't think that they're ready to win an NBA championship, in my well, estimation. Well, I think they just proved to me in this series that there is no deer in the headlight that is going to scare them. They, they seem to get through it. Um, the, the punch in the mouth that they received against the Boston Celtics in game one of this past series was indication, the way they rebounded was indication that they're clearly ready. They swept the Boston Celtics after they lost the game on their home floor. They swept them. One, two, three, four out of here and sent them home. Sent to Kyrie into a a, a abysmal spiral. We don't know where this kid is heads at right now. Um, I wasn't ready to say they're... I I was thinking they were going to lose to Boston, to be honest with you. I'm not ready to say they they've gotten over the hump but Toronto is so inconsistent they can easily be beat by Milwaukee and Philadelphia is even more inconsistent than Toronto and I think that equals an ass whooping from the Milwaukee Bucks and this year's most valuable player Giannis Antetokounmpo so 
to piggyback off that a little bit, I definitely think that the Milwaukee Bucks are capable of getting to the NBA Finals. However, once they get to the Finals, as LeBron found out, they have to face the Western Conference champion. And I don't think that they have anything in their arsenal that can handle Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. I don't think they have anything in their arsenal that can handle Clint Capella, James Harden, Chris Paul every night. Not for a seven-game series. I think I think Giannis maybe has lungs, you just name, you just name lung, lung you capacity just name. for maybe two games to be very extremely competitive and maybe even pull one of those out. But once the lights get really bright and those possessions get really short, I don't think he's ready. I you like the, the step same, that he, you, I, you I like the, the step same, that he's taking. You, you thought the same thing uh, two weeks ago. You thought the same thing two weeks ago. You thought the same thing. Just be honest. Two weeks ago, you had the very same thought. I did. Yes. And so my mindset. So, how, so, so my how, mindset so hasn't the, changed. How does my mindset how, how does hasn't team, changed? How does the sweeping of a team that went to the Eastern Conference Championship a year ago? Minus two superstars on their team. This year they sweep this team. Understandably, there was some personality clashes on with the Boston Celtics. Understand that. That set aside, they got swept. You don't take in this new information into account. No, because I, I give them extreme credit for <laughs> for putting themselves in a position Giannis, do you hear to this? get to do you the hear NBA Giannis? Finals. Giannis, Giannis my man, Giannis again. is on line one. Giannis is on line Giannis, one. Giannis again, pat on the back for getting through Kyrie. And let me let me go back to my comments from last week. I was the guy that said, "Hey, man, playoff Kyrie is a real thing." Until I watched him go. Even more point, and you still I've, you still don't want to get a kick credit. You still don't want to get a credit. for twenty two. You still don't want to get a kick. You still don't want to get a kick credit. Boston is a team. Kyrie is individual. We understand there were some challenges there. We get that. But this team, they didn't. They're not going seven games like Toronto in the in the Sixers. They're not going six games like Golden State in Houston or Portland in Denver. They lost one game and swept the other one. Do you know what the broom, what that broom means? Out of here, gentlemen, sweep out of here. You win one game, we're done. That's what Giannis has done to that team. Take another look. No, that's impressive. That's it. Take another look. Say no more. I, I, I don't want to. We're gonna have to imply surgery next week to, for you to remove your foot out your mouth. Say no more. How about the? Did Houston last night? Did they blow their opportunity? They absolutely did. I am. I won't say that I'm disappointed because I didn't really think that they would actually beat the Warriors in this series, so I can't really say I'm disappointed in it. But at the same time, I am because given the opportunity to have quite possibly the best player in the world on the planet, top three on anybody's list, leave the game and not be able to close that game out, that game on the road, you go back 3-2 Houston with no Kevin Durant. You are going to the Western Conference Finals without question. The so, crowd, so, so the it, bench it, players, like Kenny Smith always says, they play so much better when they're at home. They do. Excuse me, Jalen Rose is the one that I always point alludes to that. 
They do so much better when they're at home. Was what was it? What, how did you see it? Um, the Houston was James Harden ineffective. I saw he scored one point in the last eight minutes of the game. Was was that more? Was that bad? Houston, good Warriors. It, in my opinion, it was the it was the Warriors reverting back to how they were before Kevin Durant got there. Once Kevin once Kevin Durant got there, he was the ultimate insurance policy. Man, if Steph and Clay ain't hitting, I bet you Kevin Durant's hitting. If Kevin Durant ain't hitting, well, I bet you Steph and Clay are hitting. They just had more options. But after Kevin Durant left the game. It was as if, okay, we have to go back to ball movement. We have to go back to being more clutch when hitting these threes. We don't have the same margin for error. They turned it on, and they left it on. So, Golden State, they had uh, played tomorrow night. I think it is Friday night. They play game seven? Game six in Houston. Game six in Houston. They're up three to two. Can they close it out? Well, they will... Golden State close it out next week. We'll be talking about the Western Conference champions. The Western Conference Finals. I honestly think that Golden State will close it out on Friday because they understand the sense of urgency. And they also understand that Kevin Durant um, may not be available for maybe upwards of a week, 10 days. Does that help them? Does that help Golden State, Kevin Durant being out so they can re- get back to that same fluidity and ball movement that they had before he joined the team. It absolutely does not help you when quite possibly the best player on the planet is not on your team. That's never helpful. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, I, I got to remind you. Oh, well, let's talk about this Portland-Denver series. How do you see this going? Will, will Portland finish them off tonight? Or excuse me, will Portland stay alive tonight? I definitely think that Portland will stay alive tonight. Um, I thought that perhaps... C.J. McCollum and Damian Lillard perhaps left a little bit too much out there in the first series. Um, maybe too much emotion, maybe too much energy. It doesn't seem like they have the same focus and intensity that they had in the OKC series. And I think that they're a lot more surprised by how the Joker has responded. He's showing himself as quite possibly, I won't say top 10, Quite possibly top 15, though, on anybody's list. And I think Jamal Murray has stepped up a lot more than people had anticipated. Paul Millsap has been the forgotten player. And he's kind of been like, wow, how'd you guys forget about me? Kind of, you know, implementing his game here and there. So I'm definitely a little bit surprised that Portland wasn't able to get that game five and has taken it to this game six, which is a must win. But I think they will win the game six. Uh, let's, what list are you talking about? Let's, let's clarify with the fans because, you know, you like to throw out statements and, and then don't really back them up. The list you talk about, what list are you talking about? Jokic is top 15 what? Let's clarify this. Oh, let's clarify that. Yeah, yeah. Let's top clarify. 15 NBA players playing basketball right now. Top 15 NBA players, Jokic is on your list. He's in the top 15. Oh, man. He's definitely in the top 15, without question. Don't rack your brain too hard, Playboy. You'll be hard-pressed to find 15. We'll we'll challenge this next week because I don't got the time to deal with you on this today. Um, But that precursor to the fans, I'm taking notes. 
Jokic, Cleveland says Jokic is top 15. I'm taking notes now, Cleveland. You see me. Put it in there. Let's 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 readdress this in a week. I'm glad I got it on tape because next week he'll act like he didn't say it at all. He, he'll act like he has no idea what I'm talking about. So I got it on tape, fans. So let's take a break here, Mr. Cleveland. Hello, fans. Cameron here. I want to talk to you guys about the LA News Observer and their group of newspapers that cover the Southern California market. They have papers in Bakersfield, Los Angeles, in the Valley, San Fernando, and San Gabriel. This paper is filled with talented writers, content that covers everything from sports to politics to current events. The website is www.ognsc.com. That's the LA News Observer. You can find it at www.ognsc.com. All right, Mr. Cleveland. Yes, sir. March 9th. There's said to be nine major planets on the in the solar system. Are you arguing? Were you arguing with that earlier today? I was. You 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 want to get into some flaws? Did a planet disappear? They did. <laughs> One did dis- disappear. Upon further review, NASA, the astronomers, <laughs> the astronomy. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, upon further review, the astronomy then, community <laughs> has decided that Pluto is not really actually a planet. So oh, we it's only a star. Ha- we it's only a star. have eight. Okay. Okay. Well, correction, so I'm a day late. Okay, good. Thanks for correcting me on that. I'll take that. The sum of any digits and any multiple of nine is nine. Now, I'm not going to go too deep in that, but I'm going to let you sit on that. I did some homework. I did some research on this one. The sum of the digits of any multiple of nine is nine. I'm going to let you do that. Sit on that one right there. I'll let you sit on that. And you guys text us. Cleveland is going to take a week to, for him to respond to my text. But fans, you can text me or you can tweet me at What's Good in Sports. That's What's Good in Sports. Or hit me on my IG. Voice of the fans. Voice of the fans on IG. This is Cam. And Cleveland, what's your Twitter? Cle- at Clevy Wonder. Te- text a guy. Text a guy. Let him know how ridiculous his thoughts are. Uh, the, war- the sun is out here. It's uh, early May. Mother's Day is coming up this weekend. Happy Mother's Day to your to your mother. Thank Happy you, mother- sir. Mother's Day to your- all the ladies in your family, sir. 80 degrees, the hottest day on record this year. 80 degrees up here in the Northwest. This is- I'm Ooh. surprised. Bacon. But we got some sad news coming out of Renton just right down the street. Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin have been relieved of duties. Don't don't break, don't don't choke up, get choked up on me because this some of this is old news. We talked last year. I told you Legion of Boom week week four. I think I told you Legion of Boom was no more. Maybe that was even the season before. I told you that. So don't get told choked up about that. But I want to know who's going to catch some passes. Should I go out there, put on my track <coughs> shoes, and, and try out this week while I'm here? Who's going to catch some passes from old expensive Russell Wilson? Well, first off, 
I know that this seems very trivial for Cam that roots for a team that has missed the playoffs 15 of the last 18 years. Oh, how did my so, Dolphins so, get involved? So, so, so doesn't really, enter, my, so doesn't really understand the emotional attachment <laughs> you may have to someone or players, I should say, <laughs> that contribute to you winning a Super Bowl and then going back to another one and then being a perennial playoff team that could get to the Super Bowl at any time for six years. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be quite honest with you. The news a few weeks ago that Doug Baldwin may have played his last game hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh, boy. Oh. I know he's not a very big guy, so, you know, the battles have taken its toll on his body. I understand that. The battles. He's, not, Cam, he's playing whiteout. Cam Chancellor. He's playing whiteout. Cam Chancellor. You know, we don't want him going out there trying to, you know, risk paralysis, man. It's Bam Bam Cam. So, I wasn't surprised with that one. I wasn't really actually surprised that Doug said that he was hanging it up because the rumors have been out there for a while. Did Doug say he's done? I didn't hear, I didn't hear the confirmation of him saying he's done. Is he done? Well, he did not pass the physical that the Seahawks put him through. Right. So, perhaps another team is a little bit more lenient, a little bit more flexible with regards to what they think about his, yeah, his condition. I heard something about him being in New Orleans. Oh hey, I mean if he can if he can land anywhere, much happiness to him. Okay, but the replacement is a guy named DK Net. Oh my goodness gracious! In the second round, I, I thought Tyler, I, said, t- I thought I set you straight let, last let, week. Let, on me, this re- kid. let me rephrase I thought this. I set you straight. Let me last rephrase week on this. this. Tyler Lockett will actually take the spot as the number one receiver, but but, we, D, but, but DK Metcalf but DK Metcalf will be right there. Cleveland. Had a very impressive uh, rookie minicamp. They like the guy. Even more than they thought before. What he was running routes against air. You liked him. You, impre- you were so impressed the with The catching him radius was incredible. It was even more than they thought. The route running tree was even more intricate than they thought. They're going to use this guy. worse than Tom They're- Brady. What kind, of, what kind of separation do you expect this well, guy to have? Well, they will work on that. <laughs> they, they, will will work work on that. That. <laughs> they will work on that. They will work on that. By accentuating his 4-3 speed and his 6-3, 228-pound frame with 4% body fat. That means one route. That sounds like one route he, he's going to run. At least four. At least one. At least four. He go deep. 4-3, you go deep. If you can't stop and get in and out of your break. Oh, he can go, t- he can go 10 and turn around. Well... If he turns around at 15, that doesn't work for us, buddy. <laughs> if, if he stops at 10 and gets the body around at if 15, you're, if you're, that doesn't work for if us. If you're <laughs> afraid that if he goes 20 and he'll burn you, you'll stop at 10. Sure. You'll, you'll keep running. <laughs> he'll stop at 10, turn around at 6'3", 228, and catch the football. You know what? I hate to do this. I hate to do this so so early in the young man's career. And I hate to – and I really hate that – to burst your bubble and to kill your enthusiasm. DK Metcalf will catch less than 30 passes for the Seattle Seahawks in 2020. Oh, 2019-20. Oh, okay. Less than 30 passes. Less than 30? Less than 30. How confident are you? <laughs> you want to put something on it? Oh, I'm a, I'm, <laughs> you want to put something on it? 30 catches? Less. Oh, I said I, less than 30. 
<laughs> I said less than 30. What you want to put on it? Oh my gosh. You want to make this light on yourself? Picture this. I'll give you a week to think about Picture it. Picture this. That? The 22nd floor overlooking Seattle and Bellevue at the same time. Daniel's broiler. A nice thick steak and a lobster. And seven Stellas. Uh, that's done. You guys heard it first. May 9, 2019. DK Metcalf. Less than 30. 30 passes. Oh That's my it. gosh. This may be over by week five or six, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you guys are here. You guys are And he will have to take a red eye up here <laughs> to take care of business and, and settle some debts. Oh my goodness. What do you think about the signing of Ziggy Ansah? I think that was a pretty good signing. I think it was the best they could do considering what the free agency market was offering. I think there were a lot of players out there that they were a little bit hesitant about however their biggest need after letting Frank Clark go was a pass rusher now whether Ziggy Ansah really fits that bill the name sounds incredible and if you think about what he's been able to do um, in the past quite possibly he has something left in the tank I he just performed, he performed well with a big man um, inside when he played with Ndamukong Sue he performed very well uh, does Seattle have that big man inside? Jaron Reed is that guy. We're talking about part, quite possibly bringing in uh, Danny Shelton as well to take care of that as well. Um, my biggest concern with Ziggy Ansah is how healthy he can be. The price tag, I was ecstatic about. Oh, yeah, incentive laying contract. Uh, with the, I think a lot of contracts would be like that. So long as uh, you know the 12s understand... I don't really think he's going to be able to replicate the production that Frank Clark had, but it will be close enough that we can get by and other people will step up because of his presence and do more. Well, I hope the 12s understand that he he, he can't catch passes. And um, I hope they don't blame him for not being able to catch passes. Well, not to worry about that because DK is going to have more than 30. <laughs> we'll see about that. Uh, Gardner Minshew, we didn't talk about this during the draft, but he, he went to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do you think that's a good fit for Gardner? You and- know, ordinarily I don't talk about Cougs uh, too much. No, Cam, no you know, being a U, you know being a UW Husky. Okay. Um, and not really having a lot of respect for those guys, uh, East Side Mountains. But Gardner Minshew definitely had a very good season. Um, what he can do in Jacksonville, backing up Foles, I mean, we'll just have to see. I mean, obviously his job, Foles' job is not in jeopardy in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Is he the answer if Foles goes down? You know, I'm not convinced. But at least he gets an opportunity to see what he can do and, you know, take the mustache across country and, you know, try and make it happen. How about my Dolphins? They make Xavier Howard the highest paid DB, DB in the league, ever in the league, I should say. Um I question the pick, second round draft pick out of Baylor. I don't know why anybody would take a cornerback out of Baylor. Oh, so do we? Do we just skip over the whole Xavier Howard uh, thing, or no? That's what I'm saying. Uh, oh, I'm not sure why anybody would ever take a cornerback out of Baylor, but we took him, and now we're making him the highest paid player in the league. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Um, without falling down on the ground, laughing hysterically. Um, I think you can name at least five cornerbacks better off the top of your head, right? No, actually we can't. I mean, you're going to you're going to struggle with that. Can I get you guys a 
Uh, oh, I'm going to struggle with that? You, you probably struggle with that. Yeah, try. One, one, two. Patrick Peterson is better than your guy, right? Patrick Peterson, okay. He, he's, oh, keep going. Are, are you not sure? Well, Patrick Peter, he wouldn't have been the first name I called, but keep going. Okay, I'm sorry. Let's do this in reverse. Let's go with your list. No, I oh, oh, you, oh, I oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Five. I'm sorry, you have no one. You said you could name five. You said you could name five. I told you you would struggle with it. You gave me one. I really honestly think Richard Sherman is better at oh. this point. <laughs> a 13-year pro coming off an Achilles ankle. Okay. <laughs> I really I really think Jalen Ramsey is better. There's, there's number one. Okay. I really think my man up in New York, the free safety is better. Cover guy. Collins or Evans? Which the Jets or the, the Jets? The Jets? Evans? Not D. Not D. D. Milner. Who's not, the, not D. Milner? Okay. Well, yeah. Let me let me think about this a little yeah. bit more in depth yeah. here. Who yeah. was a better cover than this Xavier Howard guy? Top five corners in the league. Yeah. Until next week, I will have to concede. Man. Oh, okay. But I okay. will, I will okay. do my research. Okay. So and I will, you, I will make this, research. I will make this the number one focal point. Do your of my, research. Number of one. my argument. Okay. And, and then, come back. Is Marcus <laughs> Peters better? Come on, man. Is is Howard better than Marcus Peters? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Peters, who played for the Rams, who who's who's on his last year of the contract. That guy. That one. That guy. Uh, no. Peter is not better. Peter gambles. Okay. He gambles. Xavier Hepper, what he's going to do is he's going to lock down half the field and he's going to stick with his man and then allow your defense to do the rest. Unfortunately, we have Kind of Sherman-like. Unfortunately, kinda we have Kind of Sherman-like. Well, Sherman is a, is, a, is a shell of what he used to be. So maybe we're talking about 2015 Sherman, but not 2019 Sherman. No. Ooh. No. Okay. So, so you, I, didn't, I didn't like that dig you just you just made. So I am going to get uh, real real personal and get into uh, finding more cornerbacks that are better than Xavier okay. Howard. You, you have all week to do so, sir. We'll, we'll test oh, this man. next week. How about that? Oh uh, man, with vigor. All right, let's let's take a break here, Mr. Cleveland. You want to talk to the people about Euphoria, the brand, and uh, your spring spring launch? Would love to talk about Euphoria, the brand. My brand, Euphoria, the brand, offers sophisticated stylists without compromising individual expression. In addition, Euphoria has also launched a female line called V, which caters to women who have an independent spirit like to color outside the lines. In the uh, next couple of months, we're going to come out with a few other uh, additions to the Euphoria and the Wii line that definitely accentuate the expression and the individuality of the individual. At the same time, bring unity at a time when things are a little bit out of hand. On this date, man, back in 1994, the South African Parliament chose to name Nelson Mandela as president. Huge. That was really that was big um, back in in 94, man. It seems like yesterday, but so long ago. At the same time, 
1984, Chicago White Sox went 25 innings, 8 hours, 6 minutes, 2-day game to defeat the Milwaukee Brewers so long ago. 8-hour baseball game, 25 innings, can you believe that? I think the Mariners did something like that. Um, think they what did they go 21 hours something like that it was intense yes 21 hour game um in 1960 fda approved the world's first commercial birth control pill um the envoy 10 wasn't around back then that was 1960 so they had the stuff back in the 60s man Cleveland, you got a quote for us today i do indeed this quote, Big Cam, is from the great Don Shula. Yes, sir. I know Don. The last coach to win a Super Bowl for the Miami Dolphins way yes. back in 1972. And the, and the, the, that team did what? Since you want to bring up that team. That did, uh, way back then did something no team in the NFL has ever done since, before or since, actually. That team won undefeated. It won as many games as the uh, New England Patriots, but they did go undefeated through the entire season to the Super Bowl. Undefeated is all you had to say. We, however, we need to however them to the, quote, the quote from the great Don Shula is, success is not forever and failure isn't fatal. Your failure isn't fatal, Cleveland. Even though you come back week after week for this beatdown. Oh, boy. You know it's it's not fatal. Oh, my gosh. Fans, this steak, my God. You know what? Let me throw a little bit of a caveat on this. Just because he threw that in there. While I'm eating my steak and lobster, I am going to watch Cam eat a can of SpaghettiOs. Cold. (laughs) Cold. I'm not going to heat him up. I'm going to bring the can and a can opener, open the can up, and watch him eat SpaghettiOs at the same time that I'm eating Daniel's steak on the 22nd floor of Daniel's. Okay, we'll see, buddy. With my seven Stellas and my lobster tail. Hey, don't get your mouth so watered. (laughs) It's on. Somebody else might be 30 catches. Excuse me? 30 catches? Yeah. Less than 30, I said. Less than oh, 30. And he, and he just keeps digging himself a deeper <laughs> hole. So that actually That's means, okay. That means 29. Oh, <laughs> this might be week four. He'd be like, oh my gosh, I got to fly up to Seattle and take care of this? Sir, um, you sound like. You sound like Jenny Buss. You don't know what's going on. Neither oh, wow. she. Neither, neither does she. I, I, ne- I do not need to be sounding like Jimmy. Ne- ne- right neither does she. You want to talk about your Lakers, man, and, what, and what's going on in this dysfunction, dysfunctional atrocity down there? Well, it all starts with the president leaving very abruptly, very uneventful, um, without warning. No, it to was anyone. eventful. It was eventful. <laughs> it was eventful the way he left. I beg your pardon. It was very eventful, very unexpected. Yeah, kind of a cataclysm, uh, just complete blindside. So they have been scrambling ever since. The point guard from East Lansing decided that he didn't want to be part of all this anymore. I thought they had been doing their due diligence. They had a pretty good comprehensive list of coaches that were going to 
the predecessors to Luke Walton. Yeah, but they shortchanged the guy. They shortchanged the guy. They no, told LeBron, no, no, LeBron, I, you're not going to run this. I, I, I honestly think that they short. They didn't shortchange the coach. And the offer to him, I think the coach kind of overplayed his hand with regards to what he thought his accomplishments and what he thought his resume really actually looked like. He's a championship coach. He has championship under his ring, under his belt. He does have championship. He's, he's part of the. He, he coached a team that was down three-one. The only team to come down three-one. One of the few teams even to come down three-one and win a championship against once quite possibly the. The best team, well, excuse statistically, me. the best the team best to ever play basketball so that went so seventy-three what? and nine. And so they what? came he back and they won a seven-game the series. He can't command the dollar. Unfortunately, no. Because after his uh, star marquee player left, he lasted exactly twenty games. So well, I'm not. I'm not really impressed with his X and O's, man. I'm not really impressed with his uh, basketball acumen. Because when your best player leaves, you don't just fall off the abyss. You don't just fall into the ends of the earth. And no one had confidence in what it was he could do after that. So you can throw that resume, you can throw that championship ring in my face as a coach. Because he's not as a player. And quite honestly, he has one as a player too. And quite honestly, you know what Tyron Lewis? You know what Tyron Lewis' biggest problem is? He has one as a player too. Camp. He has a championship as a player and a coach. Oh, he has, oh, he has three. And, and you want and you. Oh, he has three as a player. And, and you have a problem with that? Cam, tell me what Tyron Lue's biggest problem is. What's that? What is he most famous for? Uh, winning, winning the championship ring after coming back from three one against the best. What team is ever. what is Tyron Lue most <laughs> famous for? <laughs> winning the championship ring in two thousand sixteen, beating, beating the best team ever. That's what he's. A, that's what he has history for, known for. It has been 18 years. <laughs> One of the coolest things you will ever see in your life Why? on a basketball court is a 6-1 <laughs> court road. Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue like a piece of garbage. Why are you hating on T. Lue? To, to I'm just saying that is what his claim to fame is. It's not even it's not even coaching LeBron in that game. Because <laughs> everyone knows it was LeBron and Kyrie. When you think of Tyron Lue, you think of some guy getting stepped over no, by Allen Iverson. I think of a team who upset the, no, the team with the best. I said when you think of Tyron Lue, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? That's what I think of. He was a coach that led that team. You need to watch more sports, Cam. <laughs> You need to watch more sports. Hey, look, man. I don't know why you're hating on T. T Lou. So you don't get T. Lou, who you going to get? You going to have Kurt Redmond coach the team? Is that is that your next plan? It's looking like either Jay Kidd or <laughs> Jawan Howard. I think it's kind of drifting back towards Jason Kidd. And I actually heard a conversation earlier today that made a little bit of sense. Although I'm not really confident in Jason Kidd's X's and O's and how he yeah, draws he, up what, plays. Wasn't he coaching in Milwaukee a couple years ago? He was. So... Uh, and Giannis is a much better player for it. Oh, thanks so much. However, oh, the comparison. You're, oh, was, you're going to credit Giannis, Giannis's development for to great Jason Kidd. Would you credit Mark Jackson for Steph Curry's development? Oh my hero! Oh my, oh, my goodness gracious! No, he gets but, no credit for that. 
not Stephen Curry as an individual, no. So Mark Jackson had nothing to do with Steph Curry being able to evolve his game. Okay, that's cool. But what I was saying, and let me get back to my point, Jason Kidd <laughs> mentoring Lonzo Ball. A 6'5 point guard that doesn't really shoot that well, however, sees the court like a genius. Figure out a way to accentuate your strengths, mask your weaknesses, at the same time working on them. And oh, by the way, you have one of the top three players in the game to anchor you in case some of these things don't go well. But I've been there, my friend. I've been that 6'5 point guard that couldn't shoot. I've been that 6'5 point guard that everybody questioned whether he could actually lead the team. And I turned things around. I've been to three championships, won one. I think he would be good for Lonzo. Rest of the team, I'm not quite so sure. And again, I question his exos. I question his execution. I question the way he gets along with his assistant coaches because it always seems so to be you, a me or him a, kind of a thing. How is this a good good option for the squad? Because it's good for Lonzo. And LeBron's okay with it. So cater to LeBron. So, okay. Um, cater to LeBron at the same time developing the point guard that hasn't been able to be developed yet. Maybe the point guard is just not any good. That's possible. Maybe, we'll, maybe we'll, that's we will, the case. We will definitely know he, next year. He, he had magic for two years. He had magic around, but I mean, what does that mean? It, it, he magic wasn't his head coach. He had man, magic to mentor him, tutor him, develop him. Oh, he had any heaven. I think Jason, think Jason Kidd would be a better mentor to Lonzo Ball than pretty much anybody that can mentor him. Wow. Anybody. Okay. Um, whose playoff run has been worse? Russell Rusbick or Kyrie Irving? That's an excellent question, Cam. On the surface, it would be easy to point the finger at Kyrie. However, Russell Westbrook being a former MVP of this league and also losing in the first round, I think that his playoff performance has been a little bit more suspect. Remember, Kyrie was kind of running things through the Atlanta, excuse me, through the Indiana series and then even through the beginning parts of the Milwaukee series. He hit his bumps. And he hit him really, really hard. Kyrie's my guy. I vouch for him. I back him. He did not do well. It's a tough answer. Both he of did them not had, do well. Both of them had a terrible... Uh, but it, who, had the, who he, had the worst? Even though Kyrie got further, he, I think they just had a... They both had a, uh, a bad uh, playoffs run this year. <laughs> On the other side of the note, who had the most impressive run thus far this year in the playoffs? Oh, without question, it's got to be Jokic. Nobody expected, at least I didn't, expect Denver to even get past San Antonio. They took them to that seventh game. They showed their heart. So Jokic is, uh, now do you downgrade Portland's performance from beating OKC once they lose to Denver? I think there was a letdown. Um, I think that they weren't able to carry the intensity that they had in the first round to the second round. I think they kind of rested on their laurels just a little bit. And they weren't able to kind of sustain that same type of intensity. 
and not really understanding what the next level really brings. So, I definitely think that Denver's done a little bit better. Denver's run has been very impressive. More impressive than San Antonio's run. More impressive than Clippers getting two games in, in um, Golden State. Toronto's been uh, kind of inconsistent, though Kawhi's been playing great. Denver, as a team, they've been playing the best. And Jamal Murray's his coming out party the other night was absolutely spectacular. Uh, it's, as we record this, it's tied up 71-71 with three minutes to go in game six in Portland. So they're playing nip and tuck here, and we'll see how this game finishes out. But um, I think Denver has had the best run so far. The poll question, who was the, the worst playoff run? Who's had the worst playoff run, I should say, Kyrie or Russell? That's up on my Twitter, What's Been the Sports. I want you guys to tune in and, and uh, add your pick, add your vote. YouTube, Mr. Cleveland. Young Sam, I want to thank you again for tuning in, man. Thanks. To, um, this is pretty cool to do it on location here in uh, Renton, Washington. We're not going to name the bar till they pay us, but... Uh, Thank you for tuning in, man. Thanks for making it down. It's always awesome, man, to be face-to-face uh, -face and kind of getting this show uh, on the road, man. Can't wait till next week. Thank you, big guy. Hey, man, thanks for making our voice your choice. You know how we do it. I love you. I love you.